0: With Ben Davis Jr. and co-host Seth Coleman. Brought to you by Rowdy Smokehouse and recorded at the Back Row Studio. Wait. All around, I'm going up.
1: That was Patrick Sweeney with Up and Down. I am the Dirt Poor Troubadour Ben Davis Jr.
2: And I am Seth Colmer.
1: Welcome to the Dirt Poor Podcast. Yes. We are so happy to be here again. Again. Another week. It's crazy that we have made it this far, Seth, because we recorded that one episode of a podcast and then just never did anything ever again until now.
2: Yeah, and it's 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 really rolling along. It's... It's really coming together, and I mean, that first one we did, I think, is really good, too. It is. Um, But it's like, now... We're getting a hang of it. Yeah. Yeah, we we know how to talk onto a microphone now.
1: Man, it was so nice hearing from Megan B. last week about how she discovered Cutler Station. Yeah. From
2: our podcast. Can you believe that? That's the... Man, it made me feel so good, because I've had friends tell me that, and, you know, I appreciate everything my friends come and say to me, but, like... When they're like, yeah, you introduced me to this band. I'm like, awesome. But when a guest of ours is like, I listened to your show and thank you for introducing me to this band. It's like, like I said last week, if it reaches one person and changes one person's opinion on what they like in music or someone they never would have heard of, we we did what we were trying to do.
1: Absolutely. And that's a very fulfilling feeling.
2: Yes, it's rewarding.
1: It's fulfilling.
2: Fulfilling.
1: If, if you want to we with tm tm yes. we made that up fulfilling tm also both of us tend to use the word absolutely a lot absolutely and i i i tend to do the double tap absolutely absolutely
2: i'm a i'm a, a one shot kind of guy absolutely
1: well when you got the skills of a sniper and the heart of a champion you don't need to absolutely and the beard of a lion <laughs> the only thing is if we were going to make a t-shirt that said just absolutely, then it would make me think of the closing sequence from, like, the Tim and Eric absolutely. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have to, if, if we ever dad. do it, then we're going to do absolutely, absolutely.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: That'd be great. We could have a, a nice little t-shirt with the, the drawings that uh, your friend Garrett made. Garrett Garden, yeah. And have an absolutely by my face and an absolutely by your face. Dude, the old double tap. We're the we're creating merchandise right here on the spot.
2: And it, it, you know what? Leave it in the comments. Leave it in a review. If you would like to wear our cartoon faces drawn by Garrett Garden, uh, Garten. I, sorry, Garrett. Um, but the Olive Garden. The Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> if you would like that, let us know, and we could get you a shirt. We could get you a, a koozie. We could get you a, something.
1: Absolutely. You know, we we'll, we we'll, we're working on it. Slowly, but surely, we're going to we're going to start doing some things like that because making a podcast, yes, it's free. It is free, but with the help of our sponsor, Rowdy Smokehouse, we're able to pay for a little bit of advertising. Yeah. Um and that's great because we're able to reach people we would never reach in a million years. It it's it's really nice. So, we need to find other ways to pay for more advertising. And so we're going to end up having to create some merchandise.
2: And we also, if you would like to sponsor us, like if you would want to, you know, pitch in to be like, hey, we would love for you guys to have T-shirts or koozies or anything to uh, get out there to help out while advertising us. Let us know. We always try to do. We always try to drop the names of our friends, businesses and places we like. Uh, Apollo records they don't sponsor us but we love them uh the retro rocket uh, the, he doesn't sponsor us but we love it and it's great that you know local businesses is you know trying to thrive in such a a, a desperate time and we have to work together in order to, to keep this alive
1: yeah I mean uh, that that's the whole point I mean we we're doing this because we want to support our friends whether they run a record shop, or they run uh, a retro collectible shop, or a video game shop, or if they're a musician, or if they draw pictures. uh, Or or, if
2: they run the Chillicothe Craft Mall.
1: Yeah, we we hear there's a little bit of interest from the Chillicothe Craft Mall, and we're going to have to come up with a jingle.
2: We are, you know, and it's a real good friend of mine.
1: That's what you get when you sponsor us. You get a jingle, folks. And nobody can deny that the Rowdy Smokehouse jingle, which is probably the greatest song recorded this year,
2: I heard it was uh, nominated for uh, Song of the Year. A Daytime Emmy.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here we go.
1: Take me to Rowdy's Smokehouse, gotta have that barbecue. Gonna get me a big old tater and a coal-fired ribeye, too. The Hickory Chicken Dinner's sure to be a winner if you want to feed your family, too. Take me to Rowdy Smokehouse, gotta have that barbecue. Rowdy Smokehouse, folks. Oh, I want some chicken. I I'm a brisket guy. I I like I like the uh the brisket is is up in the chest region of the cow. Did you know that?
2: Uh I did know that. I, 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 I watch think it is a lot of Alton Brown um
1: I don't know what that is.
2: Alton Brown, good eats. Is that on Pornhub? Yeah. Okay. Corn Hub.
1: Corn Hub. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it was on the
2: Food Network. Um, and uh, Alton Brown, dude, he's my hero. Like, okay. I'm uh, I like cooking and doing stuff like that. That was been uh, such a good, good. Well, show. I might have to check that out, because dude. It's, it's amazing. He's hilarious. He's smart. He tells you the science of why he's using these certain ingredients and all sorts of things.
1: I don't believe in science.
2: You know what? I don't believe in you.
1: Okay, well, that's fine, but I don't believe in science. That's all right. That was the worst, my worst subject in school, apart from math and English, was science. <laughs> <laughs> I could read and tell you about
2: presidents, though.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was horrible at that, too. Uh, I, I was horrible in school, period.
2: Oh, dude, I was really good at math. Give me, give me a math problem right now
1: uh, 11 plus 11. 22. Oh my God, man, you are good. That is pretty good. That was
2: impressive. So okay, with my uh, my good at math stuff, oh. I wanna say this um, because I want people to hear this and maybe even be like, Wow, that That's kind of crazy. So, everyone knows that Mark Hoppus is the bassist of Blink 182. Yeah. He was also in a side band called Plus 44. So,
1: yeah, I love Plus 44.
2: Okay, Plus 44. They covered a song by Misfits called We Are 138. They did. Plus forty four, right. is One eighty two. I
1: I, 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 that blew my mind the first time someone told me.
2: I think it was me. I think it was me.
1: It's, it's pretty amazing. I, I, I've always loved that Misfit song. So oh, there yeah. used to be, when you go to, there's a, a store in Chillicothe that is definitely not a sponsor and will never sponsor us. They're called Sack and Save. It's on <laughs> Main Street. Yeah. Uh, anyway, city man. Yeah. Well, they had uh, back when they had the berries and cream Dr Pepper. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, you could go buy a berries and cream Dr. Pepper and it would always come up to 138, $1.38 and we would always oh, sing nice. it as we walked out.
2: Well, this is similar to that. A 12-pack of PBR for the longest time was 911. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget the price of a 12-pack of PBR, 911.
1: Well, um, apart from My weekly Rowdy's visit and just chilling at the house. I haven't done a whole lot, but what I have done is listen to Patrick Sweeney.
2: I have not because I have been uh, preoccupied. My my son was with me uh, this last week, and we had a wonderful time going to birthday parties and hanging out with friends. And my buddy Tristan is in town uh, from North Carolina, and we've been spending a lot of time together. My friend uh, Don Ballinger... Is in town. Um, he came to visit me, and he brought my son an animation slide, an original man, animation slide from the Ghostbusters cartoon. Wow! Of Slimer. Oh my God! It's and like, it, Les loves that. Yeah, that's his favorite stuff. Is the Ghostbusters, and he was like, "Here, I wanted you to give this to Les," and like, I almost cried. I almost cried because I'm just like, "Thank you so much for thinking about my child." His birthday's in like two weeks and he's going to love it so much he it even has the certificate of authenticity that's inside so awesome the frame he has it framed
1: that's amazing
2: yeah he had it framed in everything i was so thankful for it because he's been a great friend of mine for so long and you know what we we talk about musicians and stuff he is a musician he plays bass doesn't play all the time never played in a band or anything like that but he just likes playing bass because he likes it but that dude can write that's awesome he is a writer. He is so good. So, so good.
1: Hey, I also want to give a shout-out real quick before we start talking about Patrick Sweeney. Um, my friend Kenneth Corcoran, KT Corky Draws, I believe is his Instagram handle, but he drew me a wonderful picture of Todd Snyder, who is my favorite songwriter, um, apart from David Childers. I mean, Todd's had the, the biggest influence, and uh, he, he does a lot of really great work, to me, it kind of looks like the Brad Neely shows—Super Jail, Hargan Island, Sclopio, PPO, and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. It, It's—I really love the way that he illustrates things and people. And uh, he's always doing work. He does really awesome things in Chillicothe, Ohio. He'll—he'll um, he'll do just randomly chalk up a sidewalk, and it'll have you know Bart Simpson with a funny catchphrase or something like that. And it's Eat great. My shorts. It just brings a lot of joy to the people of Chillicothe and. He, he's a really, really talented uh, artist and definitely check him out on Instagram, please. But going forward, let's, let's talk a little bit about Pat Sweeney. Tell me about him. So um, I will tell you that my first encounter with Pat Sweeney was more than likely at a blues bash in Pomeroy like David Childers or possibly in the Court Grill. Um, but my first really memorable experience was I was playing at the Marietta Brewing Company on a really bad night where there was this wedding and um, there was some music going on that was really good outside and I had no idea what it was, it was over in a lot. And I was playing my third set of the evening, it was back when I played four of them every night. Woo! Yeah, four hours, it's not fun folks. But Patrick and a bunch of other guys came in, dressed all real nice and were just wild. They were just, they, they brought so much energy into the room, uh, just walking in and I, I happened to state that I was living in Pomeroy, Ohio at the time, you know, as a musician does. You know, I'm Ben Davis Jr. from Pomeroy, Ohio, blah, 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 blah. And Patrick Swinney was like, I love Pomeroy. And then I was like, hell yeah.
2: Pomeroy, And then Rock I figured City. out who he
1: was. And I knew who he was because I had seen him play live before. Um, and then the next encounter was... Uh, my band, uh, Ben Davis Jr. and the Revelry, we got to open up for them at the Adelphia Music Hall in Ooh, that's Marietta. that's a nice place, too. Yeah, yeah, and... and Yang Twins played there. Cisco played there. Yeah. Literally everybody. Um, this Nelly. is the second Cisco reference on this podcast.
2: You know, we really like to keep up... Um you no know, consistency
1: Consistency
2: Part of what I hate About sour cream Exactly what I was Going to go to Was you know, the consistency <laughs> Of sour cream It's
1: the consistency And the flavor I do Have not you tried
2: enjoy. the yogurt yet?
1: No I've not tried The yogurt yet But I will I told Megan I will try it And Megan B I told her I would try it And I will I'm not going to be a liar I am going to tell you
2: this I have tried it
1: Plain yogurt On a taco oh. Or with the Hidden Valley Ranch Packet mixed in yeah. Make you a ranch dip I'm going to try it
2: it's delicious.
1: Well, let me tell you a little bit about Patrick,
2: okay? Thank you. Thank you.
1: Patrick Sweeney began his career as an acoustic bluesman, but as the years passed, his sound expanded, becoming grounded in funky blues rock that occasionally veered into spacey settings. In his early years, Sweeney stuck around his native Ohio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But in 2006, he signed a deal with Nine Mile Records, and from that point forward, he recorded regularly, slowly building up a fervent following.
2: Fervent. That is some. That is some. You know, some words there. That's top-class
1: writing. That was a hundred-dollar word right there. That is. Born on April 26, 1974, in Massillon, a small town 20 miles south of Akron, Patrick turned professional in the late 90s. First. He was a fixture at regional blues festivals. In 1999, he put out his debut album, I Wanna Tell You. Sweeney switched from acoustic to electric in 1991, assembling a band that notably featured Dan
2: Auerbach. Oh.
1: You know, a lot of people know who Dan Auerbach is. He's in the white stripes, bud. Yeah,
2: he's in the he's in the in the, <laughs> the brown shingles.
1: You know the black keys. Uh, everybody everybody was crazy about them for a long time, and there's a lot of people still crazy about him. He is a very gifted producer going forward. Uh, Dan Auerbach produced the album "Kamir Come Here, Kamir" Come Here in 2006.
2: That's when I graduated.
1: Well, Sweeney made this album for you as. present and you haven't listened to it
2: you know I do apologize for that I was just trying to throw out trivia so we could have an IMDB page and people could put up trivia like Seth graduated in 2006
1: (laughs) (laughs) well in 2009 Sweeney moved to East Nashville Um, he released that old southern drag in 2011 Mm. and by that point he started to gain a lot of momentum due to his appearances on streaming services close to the floor appeared in 2013 and daytime turned to nighttime Arrived in 2015, Sweeney expanded his sonic horizons on *Ancient Noise*, a 2018 album recorded at Sam Phillips Recording, um, and that's what we just listened to was *Up and Down* from that album.
2: It was soulful,
1: very, very soulful. I mean, he's he's a very gifted writer. He, he's a wonderful dude. I mean, he's he's very positive. He's definitely. Uh, I'm,
2: I'm amazed we actually have him on the show.
1: I, me too. I'm like impressed. Thank you. I, I, ben. I'm kinda worried that we're gonna mishandle him.
2: Yeah, he's probably gonna, you guys <laughs> are fools. What is this sour cream talk?
1: <laughs> well we'll definitely figure out his take on sour cream as has I been know he's gonna love it. The status quo. I think if I had to guess, I don't think Pat Sweeney is a sour cream guy.
2: Honestly, if I was gonna guess, I wouldn't have thought Megan B was. But she was.
1: Well, Pat's actually Seems like a reasonable person and, and oh. probably does not hold grudges against food. Um, so he probably does like sour cream. He's not like me. Well, we're going to get him on the line here and we'll be right back.
3: Love you. <laughs>
1: all right. We are here with Patrick Sweeney. How's it going, Patrick?
3: Going all right. And how are you, Ben?
1: Fantastic. And uh, I want to introduce you to my buddy Seth here. Hello, Patrick.
3: Hello, Seth. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. No, I'm, I'm doing all right. What's been going on, man? Well, man, uh, most recently, I am, uh, as of today, I am officially able to be out of quarantine. Uh, oh, that's great. Recovering from COVID-19. Um, uh, I had a very, very mild case. My wife had a more, a much more severe case. Um, wow. That's, that's really what's been going on for the last three weeks. Yeah. You know, almost a month. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's been been stressful. Yeah. it's not my favorite. You know, I mean, that's one thing though, it's been, uh, so I've just been here, like where I'm coming from is from my, uh, what I call the bongo room, which is my little studio room in the back of the house, you know, a little bit, I have all my, uh, all my amps and all the all the guitars out, and, and I've been working on new material, and it's been kind of nice. Like you know, knowing like, well, this already happened, so it's been a nice delete So I've been really, really feeling really good, really positive, really hopeful. You know how how it's did you handle night.
1: quarantine? Did you quarantine away from your wife for the most part, or?
3: Yeah, actually, yes. Uh, I mean, she woke up. I uh, I was up late watching westerns as one does. Yeah, during quarantine. So. When I woke up, you know, on the couch with Marshall Dillon, uh like at like four o'clock in the morning, something like that. I went I went upstairs and went to bed. And uh my wife apparently woke up a little bit after that with a hundred and two point three degree fever. Oh man. So immediately got up, got downstairs, you know, started trying to figure out what's going on with the temperature. You know, felt horrible. You know, couldn't try to, you know, fall back to sleep or whatever like that. Uh, so I woke up a couple hours later. Uh, she's like, man, I'm really sick. I'm on my way to go get tested. So I jumped into action, and we went to, you know, luckily, I mean, we're lucky enough to have a two-story house. So Yeah. Separate. So I really just went. I mean, I just got on the CDC website, full, ballistic, like, airing out space. And also, you know, I've seen that study from the of, like, you know, when sharing airspace space was so really mindful of that, so was, you know, like fourteen days of really hard quarantine. You know, I didn't see my wife's face.
2: Yeah, had been tough.
3: A couple days at a time, like you know, I see her. Yeah, luckily, you know, she was. I mean, she was in bed for you know eight straight days. You know, just managing yeah. fever. Like, so it was it was kind of crazy. None of us didn't have any of the lung stuff. So, what symptoms? I felt like I had, my allergies were bad. Yeah. It's really, you know, which they usually are, but, but I'm usually never home in July. Right. So I know really bad in Nashville, you know, uh, they're bad in the spring. And, uh, you know, where I've been having my, having my coffee every morning is great myrtle tree it's in bloom. It's just spitting pollen and flowers. Yeah. It's very well, that might be it. You know, hadn't taken a clear in three months. So I'm like, well, that's, might be it too and I, and I felt better but I was also you know sleeping on an air mattress in the studio so you know I wasn't sleeping good I was stressed out my wife was sick you know so and, oh, I feel like shit just from stress
1: yeah absolutely
3: but <laughs> well I was stressed but no I had COVID-19 it was like that contagious
1: wow.
3: so you're only shared airspace for a little bit you know
1: I don't have uh, I don't have documentation or anything, but in February, it was about the third week of February, um, I became extremely ill and it was kind of the same scenario. I, I spent in you know, about a week straight in bed and couldn't do anything else. I remember um, that. I, I would wake up for ten minutes at a time and then just little tasks like going to the restroom or letting my dog out or giving him food would, would completely wear me out to where I I had to sleep for another five, six hours. Um, Yeah. I I don't know for sure that that's what, you know, I don't know that I had COVID, but you know, had had a lot of testimonials um, that, that are really close to, to what I experienced. And I, I, I just feel for anybody that's been through it um, because even if I did not have it, then what I had was really bad, and I can't imagine what yeah, what, what folks are going, going through too. that that have for sure confirmed it. So I'm I'm really glad to hear that you're both on the mend. I mean, that's that's really good to hear.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, oh, I mean, I just feel so lucky, just you know, like I mean, there's a lot of a lot younger people, you know, a lot, you know, healthier yeah. people than me that's just not, you know, not having as as easy in a time. So I mean. You know, that's it. So I'm just going to try to, you know, focus on the positive. You know, I'm not going to let, you know. Best it, way to come out of, of it. Yeah. I mean, I've just been playing guitar nonstop and trying to write finished songs. And that's really been the thing is finishing songs. You know, having that sort of psychic way off you a little bit to know that, okay, I've, you know, confronted this thing. I'm not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. You know, and that you don't realize, like, oh, okay now I can think. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the thing is, that's, you know, the whole, the whole, the worst part of this is why we're all so divided. You know, you no know, one wants to, you know, admit that, you know, that there's someone who isn't controlling you. You know, it's just a thing that's happening that's happening in real time. And it's very scary for, you know, for us, especially as Americans, we're just like, well, you know, we're used to everything being so transactional yeah well, we got god damn it we paid this shit
0: you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm sorry i can lay off
1: no no say what you <laughs> want there are but no I filters
3: that's I what mean, this no, show is I mean, about all right cool we're used to you know no we're not used to this. this isn't a historical thing and we're used to everything you know having a solution yeah having a fix
2: having certainty
1: yeah, that's, that's yeah, what we were talking yeah. about just a couple weeks ago. The uncertainty of it is the worst part for many of us who are really just riddled with anxiety
3: already. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I'm a nerd, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a high-strung guy, but I mean, I don't have, you know, I mean, anxiety is such a, such a, just such an impossible to deal with.
1: It is, you know, it, yeah, it is, kind of it's never-ending.
3: Why don't you guys just calm down?
1: I, well, I,
3: okay. I don't know how to calm down. I can't believe you know, it,
1: but I'm, I'm cured. Wired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did,
3: it, did anyone just mention you should just calm, calm down?
2: I don't know why yeah. nobody's ever put it that simple.
1: No
3: one. no, well, you no know, one has ever calmed down from being told? The, to the
2: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy says keep calm. I mean, so if we all just refer to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know we'll remember to keep calm and always right. have a towel. <laughs>
1: well um are you you want to dig in a little bit about uh your music
3: absolutely okay i love talking about me right on let's do that <laughs> i like it too <laughs> stay <laughs> on brand all hail the brand <laughs>
2: obey
1: <laughs> so when you first got involved in music um th- were, were there any moments you know when you were younger, as a kid, that you realized that music was your thing, or when did it come Man. to you
3: right away, okay like, right away, like you know being a little kid and uh, uh, you know i heard I heard uh, you know music my dad is a guitar player, folk guitar player and played in in uh, like in church when I was a kid and stuff so. You know, I could hear him playing all the time, and he'd play music around, and I always enjoyed it. And But I really dug being, you know, the way the guitar sounded, and then singing with the guitar, and like accompanying songs, and that was all you need. I just thought that was the coolest thing yeah. that ever existed, you know, and to see that. And, my, you know, and it wasn't, Dad wasn't some sound on the radio, you know, or a tape or something like that. That was just Dad. Yeah. And it was Dad raw. Do it. But yeah, I'm just like, well, I can... You know, when I was big enough, I said, "Hey, do you think I could do that?" And They were like, "Yeah, sure." So, and that was that was said, that was like a, like you know, like about 11, 12, You know, okay, enough that you could, you know just about that time you can you know you're still a, a little kid, but you know you're, you're you know you're starting to pay attention to life. You're know, starting, starting
2: to find out you know, who you are,
3: right? Or at least trying to figure out that you want I wanna to look
2: cool. Yeah, I want to impress people. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: To be cool like i was never, about that age um my dad never played really he never played guitar but he did buy a, a bc rich warlock when i was like the same age 11 12 and he learned how to play hell's bells just the intro from acdc and then uh he would go to work and i would sneak in and get that guitar out of the gig bag and strum around and sing you know songs not making any anything Good at all. I mean, nothing but it it kind of planted those seeds, and uh, it's cool to hear. You know that y- that you've been attracted to that for basically all your life, and it's really cool that it came from
2: your dad. Uh, mine's the same too. My dad bought me a bass when I was thirteen for Christmas, and the rest is history. I just loved it. It was the best thing.
3: That's man. That's so interesting. Like, I, was your dad into music?
2: Like my, my dad really liked music. He was like, I would say my biggest musical influence of like what i listened to back then was my dad he liked rush black sabbath uh, stuff like ah, that
3: right i was like why bass first
2: yeah why <laughs> bass yeah rush well my i had an older uh, brother and he got a guitar and i got the bass ah uh,
3: got yeah. an older brother too yeah and rush, yeah, and, <laughs> rush. And, and rush
2: yeah, there's always and rush <laughs> but
3: yeah it
2: was just like he wanted he wanted how to know how to play but unfortunately he was in an accident a uh, motorcycle accident when he was 16 and his arm is not like fully mobile like to be able to hold a guitar correctly and he, he always wanted us to learn and i did my brother didn't uh but i played his guitar <laughs> i was like i could play the bass might as well start playing the guitar too
3: that's cool he so had access but Billy, just-
2: Billy didn't like me playing his guitar, though. Get out of my room! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's your brother. That's yeah.
1: It. It's interesting. Uh, a lot of guys that I've studied, like, um, you know, the first one that comes to my head is Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Uh, a lot of guys that are still playing guitar now started in that those, those formative years, you know, 11, 12, uh, 14, 15, whatever you know, uh, and and all of my guitar students, I used to teach guitar, have always really, if they were in that age range, they were always really invested. They were, um, absorbent, absorbent. And, and, you know, every time they'd have, find a little victory, like, you know, learn to play a riff of a song that they like, they had a big old smile on their face. And uh, it it seems like most of the folks that learn at that age stick with it.
3: That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that, that really is kind of you know where you just get, riot, you get wired for it too you know those big formative years that you know
2: when you need to be cool when you need to be cool
3: well but even that to give yourself you know like just to spend the, the repetitive time you know it's also when great athletes are built
0: you yeah know,
3: they figure out the aptitude thing they have you know the passion that they're willing to to work for and they're willing to not have instant gratification which as a kid is you know that's a that's a big step yes it is. I got to work towards a goal, you know, I got to do this thing. This isn't going to happen, you know. And then they, there's the joy that they, they start to learn the joy of process and things like that. So it's also where you see, you know, great scholars as well. They get that thing. Absolutely. Process. They realize they're able to get a lot from what they read. You know, It's just such an interesting, you know, you know, time for when a when a really like sort of larger pursuit becomes sort of the track.
2: You well, know? What but, we're saying here is get your pre-teens involved.
3: Get, them get involved. your preteens involved. Damn it. <laughs> in whatever, <laughs> and whatever, uh, anything. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying is the guys in my band right now they're getting older. They're going to want more money. I need some young kids out there. <laughs> yeah. There. You know, like you know, get back on the road. We're going to have a lot of money. I'm going to need some good. Lay young kids. <laughs>
2: we need some fourteen year olds who <laughs> can slap at a base.
3: That's right. You know, maybe a couple with a driver's license, but can't be tried as an adult. That's always <laughs> that's always nice. You know, just saying. it, as long as we're out there wishing, throwing <laughs> anything well. <laughs> All you parents out there, you have a lot of you have a lot of family oriented material here on the
2: podcast. Um uh I think anyway. it's very nihilistic. <laughs> very moving.
3: Just moving go ahead. On, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. So um uh, you're Not tried as an adult. That's the, yeah, that's exactly. The,
2: we'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're
1: an 11 or 12 year old uh, young man, and you got a guitar in your hands. What are you trying to play,
3: man? I am. It's, it's just weird as it is. The stuff my 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 dad listened to. You know? Okay. I'd see him after practice, sort of jam with his buddy, uh, the other guitar player at the you know in the folk group at church or whatever like that. But they would hang out and they would they would pick songs together afterwards, which I like folk songs. Stuff, like freight train and you know mm-hmm. just you know, uh kingston trio type things and things like that you know yeah. just you know my dad stuff a couple like folks on like you know uh gordon Lightfoot's early morning rain oh yeah uh and uh like you know i mean like that kind of folk stuff my dad was really into you know that's still like still played. you know some pete Seeger songs so like so all of that like right at the beginning like which is why I'm weird. That's so awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean because that's that's like it was the stuff that I listened bigger. to when I was 17, trying to be cool and impress my other musician buddies. It, it, you know, it wasn't something that I really digested very well at that age. But it was like, yeah, the, would, people will think this is cool, but you you went for was it, man. Not cool. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. I was not a kid. I wasn't cool. I didn't have, like, a ton of friends or stuff, or like, you know, who were, like, you know, there was nobody I knew that could, you know, to play, you know, much of anything that I could hang out with until well into, you know, late high school. Yeah. You know? And like that, I mean, I enjoyed that kind of music. I enjoyed this thing with my dad. My dad had been taking me to like bluegrass concert. Cause that was where you could take a kid to go see music. Absolutely. You I have, know.
2: A, I have a friend that talked about his mom is a really good uh, bluegrass, uh, banjo player. And he would go to a lot of bluegrass festivals. And when he was younger, uh, old T Don, I was talking about him earlier. Yeah. And, um, He would say when he would go to the bluegrass festivals, it always had this certain aroma. And whenever the first time he was around marijuana, he said it (laughs) smells like a bluegrass festival.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why? Why does
2: this stuff smell like
3: bluegrass? (laughs) Well, what my experience was like, man, I was like 11 years old. I got to see Bill Monroe. Wow. Like my dad, like. And we would go to the OJ Work Auditorium in Wadsworth, Ohio, and they would, uh, the people that owned Manchester Music in Manchester on Route 93, he would promote shows there, bluegrass shows, and run sound and, and stuff. And uh, um, I don't remember his name, but uh, there was always my, you know, my dad. You know, you pay a couple bucks and, you know, go see the Bluegrass Act or whatever there'd be a regional or touring Bluegrass Act coming through and a bunch of locals, you know, regional, local and do a Bluegrass show at the high school auditorium and stuff. And there'd be, a, you know, they'd have like bake sale and, you know, beans and cornbread in the cafeteria. There'd be a bunch of parking lot pickers and stuff. And that, I just thought that was cool. I could go watch those guys. And it's just like, man, none of these guys ever went watch the band. They were just there to pay their admission in place, you know. All night in the cafeteria, except when Bill Monroe. Yeah, like I thought that was. I was like, I didn't know who Bill Monroe was at the time. You know, I was like an you know, eleven-year-old kid.
2: He's just some dude, so
3: all, all, all brand new. I knew the PA was really loud and kind of shit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> as they all and, usually
3: uh, are. Yeah, I mean, he had like you could definitely tell that combo side guy was stressed. Like that was, but that being the first time I'd ever seen that a stress sound guy uh, barely <laughs> on. And I think about how many times I've seen that since <laughs> and, uh, that was one of the that was one of the first impressions of like live music performance big show kind of stuff like, this was a hassle to somebody yeah you know and uh, and man Bill Monroe came out there with a huge ass band loud loud mandolin just <laughs> I'm like oh you know Those songs are familiar Because you know Everyone had been playing them Mm -hmm. But that was It was like wow But you know It was like no Pickers It was way more crowded You know So that was kind of neat You know So my dad And then folk festivals I enjoyed that So my dad would take me To folk festivals And stuff like The Kent State folk Festival was Cool But we'd go Jam in the hallways And play like jug bands And my dad was real into Dave Van Wrong Which then turned me on To Reverend Gary Davis Which then you know And Pete Seeger Turned me on to Lead Belly. Oh and, yeah. you know, my dad liked twelve string guitar and had a really low tuned lead belly kind of guitar. Wow. And and knew how to you know, my dad and always singer style guitar, thumb so pick and finger. That's always awesome. from the start. Absolutely. I do not know how to play the guitar without those. I mean I can play bare fingers, but like holding a pick just make my arm. Oh,
2: Mine man. too, I don't use a pick oh. uh at all. I refer you know? to them
1: as plectrums because people don't like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where's, <laughs> Where's your, your plectrum? What the hell's like, a plectrum? Don't
2: talk about that. My children are here. Hard, <laughs> hardly know them. Yeah, plectrum <laughs> hardly knew them.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was really wondering how you how you came to uh, you know play the blues, and and that answered the question. That's that's really awesome. So, is that a right. early age that I you were picture, exposed?
3: Lightning Hopkins. That was done. Yeah picture of lightning hopkins and then later saw a picture of john hammond okay trying to look like Lightning. <laughs> 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 like, that's cool this he's a white young white dude gray hair i can do this i can do this too oh yeah i am i am in so like i was like by, by 14 i was like i am done with this shit that's awesome <laughs> Just like you know i'll may i'll do whatever you want me to do as long as i get to keep doing this Yep. This is what I'm gonna be doing. You can make, you know, you know, that's it. I'll go to school. Fine, you know. Oh, I could get, you know, grades. Fine. Whatever. You know, going to college. All right. Fine. I'm going where there's that folk festival.
1: Yep. In you know, my uh, <laughs> in my I'm first, I'm going
3: there. These people to play. Then I was like, hey, you're flunking out. All right. You got to change majors. You got to read some books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love to read. I don't like economics. So. In my there's first been, band. uh there's
1: been a problem all of the parents had a meeting very early on and they all promised each other that they would not punish us you know the members of the band by grounding us from playing with each other so i i didn't have that kind of a thing growing up where i had to you know do things in order to play music they just they they formed a pact at the very beginning like hey you know the kids really like this it's keeping them off of drugs and it's keeping them doing you know things that we enjoyed it. Well, yeah, they they were right. <laughs> they were, <laughs> I was a good kid, but they uh, they that was really cool. I really appreciated that. But I I did have other friends that would be like, yeah, I'm not allowed to go to band practice, and I'm not. You know, my parents took my guitar and put it in the closet because I didn't get it. You know, I got a D. In science And uh, I always felt really sorry And I respect those folks for You know, getting getting things in gear So they get that guitar back out of the closet
3: I would, luckily there were a lot of instruments around <laughs> They'd have to you hide know, a like lot of that. stuff so I would. Get, my mom, I mean, I would get into trouble And I would, you know, like And, and get drunk grounded, You know, from instruments So like, you know, if there's no guitar I'd, you know, find, you know, an old mandolin My dad had to get up or something just yeah. picking on or a banjo and, there were, and you know i remember getting caught my dad's like what the shit <laughs> you should be proud <laughs> like it's like, like, like what the hell are you doing oh i said no guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know, loud as shit too, you know just like like a like a banjo I mean, just gnarly <laughs> conk, 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 and, you know, and not skilled mandolin, mind you. <laughs>
1: well, at least it wasn't you know, a fatal. Like,
3: I'm just gonna be doing it. and I got to keep my calluses up. Yeah. You know, that was my
1: thing. Absolutely. That, in my opinion, there, you know, my dad bought me a mandolin because he's a big John Mellencamp fan. And, uh, he was like, I want you to learn this so you can play some John Mellencamp songs. I'm like, cool. But thankfully, um, I did not get a, a fiddle because, in my opinion, there's nothing worse than somebody learning fiddle. It's the <laughs> worst sound in the world.
3: I want to do that, like, like as a
1: joke. Yeah, it just it's do just a whole like album of learning. Japan. It just sounds like, like a sick cat when people are trying to figure out how just, to intonate. Just in the
3: van, just get on that middle bench and just under the seat, pull out that little fiddle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would make for a really <laughs> great drive. I want to. Oh my god. I want to I switch gears here for a second. I have a question I've been asking a lot of people that we have on the show. It's it's uh, not music-based, but it's more about, let's find out who you are a little bit more, Patrick. Uh, got it. I'm really into video games. Uh, I love the old video games. I like new video games, but I really like the old ones. Do you have a favorite video game?
3: Man, I just never, you know, like, Never really got into, it. And that's, you know. They that's really right. sort of. I'm old, so like I remember when they hit. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I remember when we got our first guitar, and I wasn't, you know, especially good, but it was also exactly when guitar came into my life. So,
2: the, well, that's what whenever I mean, we, you were talking about being about eleven or twelve, I'm like, that's about the the age that people are like, oh, I'm going to play some video games. Like, did you ever go to the arcade, any at all, or?
3: It really wasn't that sort of thing around like Mm -hmm. there was like a a pool that had you know like two video games in the shed like yeah
2: asteroids and a
3: one of them you know yeah pac-man there was you know they had you know they got like that first so that that uh, masculine as yeah yeah Yeah. and math Um, and uh but my brothers you know i have an older uh, older brother younger brother and they were both i mean they're all really you know very good athletes and uh, uh, and they were also you know they had great hand eye coordination and uh, and were good at video games and enjoyed those and enjoyed the competitive thing where I was just like you know I want to I want to play guitar <laughs> you
0: know
3: so they would be there in the basement you know on this like black I can remember the first it wasn't a guitar it was a Magnavox
2: ooh an like, Odyssey like, a Magnavox Odyssey
3: Odyssey uh, the Odyssey the Magnavox Odyssey
2: yes probably the Odyssey yes. too honestly
3: I don't know I don't know that would have been a
2: the Odyssey 2 uh, was much more uh, marketed and uh, distributed uh, than the actual Odyssey 1 because it was more of a prototype. But yeah, the Magnavox Odyssey—that's—it's uh, got some yeah. some classics on it, man.
3: Yeah, like Pickaxe Pete. Yeah, <laughs> that was, it was like Dig Dug. Oh, like it yeah. was funny though. But definitely like the rep like red headed stepson of the of the video game console. Like everyone got. Atari. You yeah. Know.
2: Well, there was and also was the, Intellivision, the Intellivision the so, Intellivision ColecoVision.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. ColecoVision. I remember that. But you know, again, that was, you know, that was stuff that my brothers were doing. Yeah. That, that I was really not, you
1: know. Seth wants to know it. if you can get your brothers on the line.
3: Tell me what their favorite <laughs> game was. No, those guys they probably uh you know, they're employable. So I'm sure they <laughs> have jobs.
2: Well, I'm, I'm telling they you.
3: They still have jobs, unlike their brother. which
2: is really Well, I mean, I like to get this perspective. <laughs> uh, you know, even though you don't play games, you don't have a favorite game or anything like that. You do have memory of video games, even though you're like, eh, I'm not into oh, them. Yeah. And, and that's one thing with me, because I'm a musician and I really like video games. I pay attention a lot to the compositions within the video games, and it's underrated. Some of these video game soundtracks are awesome, like amazing.
3: Uh, dude, I mean they're you know they're the primary way that young people digest music. Yeah, like for a extended period of time. You know that's why you know like when they were the license for like the rock band thing you know years ago. Yeah,
2: huge, yeah, yeah. So, Guitar, you know, Guitar Hero it and was, stuff.
3: Yeah, that was a real, you know, playing those, you know, those things. It was, you know, insanely profitable for the bands that got, you know, on
1: those. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of bands right. that I discovered just just from playing those video games, honestly. I mean, Me I, too, yeah. It, it, I probably wouldn't have listened to Coheed and Cambria if it wasn't for Guitar Hero.
2: Oh, I knew them before that,
3: but still. Oh, yes. wow. Like, yeah interesting like i mean, i always think of them as more you know by the time i was done like you know uh really absorbing like heavy heavy music like that was kind of before coheed and cambria they were always, yeah. like you know they really hit big yeah you know they were a big band like you know but they would be like you know, on tour
1: with you know, like, yeah absolutely Patriot
3: or somebody like <laughs> <laughs> Like me. like but which is by that time I'm I'm kinda done, you know, yep. really spent money going to those shows, you know. I really liked, like the stone or rock stuff and yeah, stuff, you know.
2: I used to be really yeah. into the heavy stuff. When I was younger I was like the heavier the better and I still oh, yeah. still like the heavy stuff. I still really like the heavy stuff, but I've grown. My tastes have uh, broadened, um and and stuff like that. But Uh, going back to the, just the, uh, like the soundtrack of games and and stuff like that, like the legend of Zelda, um, song, I learned how to play a version of that on the bass. That's really, really cool and fun to play all from a video game, just because I played this dang video game.
3: So right on. I mean, anything you can do musically to like, you know, to train your ears as a kid.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Patrick, um, I, I know you spent a lot of time in Ohio. Um, I want to talk to Please. you about the place that um, I believe that I saw you first, and I don't know if I saw you in the the grill, the Court Grill, or if I saw you at the Blues Bash first. But um, right on. I don't. I I definitely wanted to to see if you had any cool Court Grill stories or Blues Bash stories, for that matter.
3: Oh man! I mean, I had I'd have absolutely rock and roll mayhem, great time. <laughs> 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 And, uh, and the blues bash, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, I was you know, young and, you know, I mean, I was, I guess I was in you know, my pretty early thirties and recently divorced and ready to party. <laughs> right I there, vibe. brother. they like there, like three, you know, uh, you know, three hours from home, having a spot we could go and rock out and have great audiences and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, as far as great stories, I remember you know. I remember getting Jackie Welker into shitloads of trouble, <laughs> oh. uh, like, and uh, I mean, not that I was like you know, but uh, I will say you know, man. One time we were coming down to play the Blues Bash, and uh, I'd recently had the brakes done on the van, and uh, we were driving down, you know, so that, you know, so it was fairly early in the day, uh, and we were playing in the evening, and were we were going to play the grill in the uh, Oh, we were playing the stage later that evening and we're playing the grill the next day. Well, we're coming down the road and I realized we're coming down seven, uh, you know, right along the yeah. river there about, about, you know, seven, eight miles from Pomeroy. And, uh, uh, yeah, I hit the brakes and nothing freaking happen, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, all right. And you know, and it's, it's Kirby there. And we're, i we're probably closer to town because we were right there by that, uh, the VFW or something like that or an Army Navy Hall okay just outside uh, outside of Pomeroy. I know exactly where you're talking ready.
1: about it's up on the left yes yep <laughs> I can't remember what so it is but yeah
3: from we're coming from there and you know it's a little windy there and I'm like you know and the guys are you know it's Bob theone and you all guys in back and uh I'm like hey guys guys hey everybody buckle up I'm uh we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, got to, I said i can't i don't have any i don't have, i barely have any brakes I'm like i'm trying to pump it and uh you know the band thing it's kind of i'm hitting the brakes Nothing's happening there's a little bit of wobble as i'm you know i'm trying to turn and uh so i'm just going from like shower fresh to like just wrenched in sweat <laughs> <laughs> Str- <laughs> so, like, stress
2: sweat you know, stinks
3: too. oh yeah just like that and just just finally getting it slowed down and hit that gravel opposite that that D F W and get her stopped and throw her out of gear and and do it and just like what the fuck <laughs> you know? yeah. and they picked us up in our gear in a in a uh in a pickup truck you know we called Jack which is the yeehaw <laughs> and locked up the van and took off and said, we'll just deal with this later. We got to do the gig. And, uh, so we get done with the gig. I'm like, Hey, you know, with the, our, our gear is on stage. And, uh, I'm like, Hey, what are we going to do with the gear? And at this point, <laughs> yeah, it's friggin' wasted, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a, I mean, I love Jackie, we've been friends forever, but I'm sorry to have to rat him out. But, oh, it's okay. And he just looks at me and goes, shrugs and goes, it'll be fine.
2: <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, so. It'll
3: be fine. Uh, I don't have a car. I don't have, you know, I got the drummer and the bass player rides back to the hotel. Like, you Meg's know, Motel. at the, the Megs, so, you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, seven, eight miles. <laughs> you know yeah you keep you can't really walk it no you know and it's like, <laughs> I was just just boiling hot at him I'm like what do I do so I talked to a sound company and was able to move all our stuff into the box truck and walk. I uh grabbed him and I was meeting a date uh and grabbed him and we stayed out and he I'm like hey we're gonna get out of here my date had a friend he was <laughs> Threw his keys on the bar. <laughs> up. I'll see you tomorrow. So when I brought him, when he woke up, where at at the Megs where we were staying, it was you know he's passed out. Wakes up, he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! What am I?" Doing? <laughs> that
1: that's wild.
3: <laughs> oh, it was great. It was so great. <laughs> that- <laughs> and it and completely hadn't. It was just like what what. Why am I here? What, what, what? <laughs> well, that, that so place I got. Is I got blamed at him like shit. Like so we get to the the festival and literally, Jackie sees no human being that isn't mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> and I just ordered breakfast. <laughs> hey, that's 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 the best thing you can so, do. It was just like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm not running a blues festival. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get somebody to work on my car. <laughs> but my man is still on the, the uh sideway. But uh Cork's brother. And I I went around to a bunch of places, took me around and we couldn't get somebody Cork took me around. He called up his brother and he said, All right, I'll I'll take a look at it and pulls the jacks it up right there on the side of the road, pulls the wheel off and they had knocked the, when I'd done the brakes they hadn't re greased the bearing. It's just oval. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> So he fixed it and you know, two hours later, I parked my van and was unloading the gear. Right off the, the flat into the court grill. Did the gig. Everyone furious at Jackie. Like I'm, like, I'm not, you know, and then also sort of like, yeah, really nice, Pat. Real nice. I'm like, he was drunk. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay me all
0: you want. I'm not in charge.
3: <laughs> so I'm sorry to rat you out, Jack. I really miss you. I am awesome too. I don't get go. to see him enough. Good clean, you know. It was just good clean rock and roll fun, and like you know, I mean,
2: nobody um, got hurt.
3: Nobody got hurt, you know that I'm aware of or care, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so that is. I have many memories like that at the Court Grill. It's just you know, it's a fun place. It was a great place.
1: It is, and it's that it's all got such good. great energy. Uh, I mean, as soon as you yeah. take the stage, you're just overwhelmed with I. My be, you know, my my best way of assessing it is that there are a lot of good ghosts from prior performances, and and people come in with an expectation of what's going to happen, and they know that it's going to be good because Jackie, you know, doesn't really bring in people who yeah. aren't uh, up to snuff with his his taste, and uh, it's just that honestly, I have been sick as a dog and not wanting to play. Walk in there, get on stage, and then. Give you know belting it out, uh, sweating, pouring the sweat, drinking the whiskey, and having a great time. You know, just I, I don't know. There's it's impossible not to have a good time in there. I'm pretty sure.
3: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. And I will I, just on my story too. You know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, Jack and I were both single at the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know that was, and uh, I was a scotch burning funny car. well so yeah if uh, yeah is it okay if we we, a big band blues bash yeah
1: is it all right if we get a little more serious yeah absolutely okay so um i have i have a few friends there in nashville and uh i know just i mean we we got bombarded with the start of the pandemic and then stay at home orders and all of this craziness and then a tornado hit nashville um, and I, I, a lot of people were pretty distraught over that. Um, how, how have things been since have, have people recovered or have they been able to without the, the money coming in?
3: Man, it has been super duper rough for a lot of people, you know, uh, luckily there was a lot of goodwill and during in the, the thing, but I mean, there's still, you know, just huge swath of, you know, East Ma- Nashville neighborhoods that just kind of aren't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know that's like uh, you know it's 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 a weird scene. Like when we hit the road a couple of days after the tornado, before the shutdown and before all that, you know that was our. This was three weeks on the road. It was supposed to be doing. My bass player lost his car in it. Uh, wow. Had just gotten off. Was in you know was in a building next to another building that was destroyed. You know they totaled out his car and he's having to deal with that all that with the from the middle bench of the van while we play show 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 and then it turns out we're playing the last show, yeah at that club. We're at the last show at that club We're at the last show at the next one I'm working our way all the way out to California and then then at that point being like is the show going to happen is the show going to happen
2: yeah you You could already be out there and they're like well sorry you know we're not going to have the show you
3: having to did
1: you have that happen did you show up anywhere and then they've been like sorry we're not having the show
3: no I mean no once uh, once we, we we were the man I feel like we were the last band on the road yeah because we played our last show on the 15th okay wow yeah (laughs) we were that's i mean we were we were already there and like all the you know those last three or three shows four shows
2: the bravest uh, band in show business ladies and gentlemen
3: i I said it at the time and i'll say it again you know it's easy to make decisions if you don't have any choices
2: yeah yeah man no
3: you didn't have any choices you know I mean, so we're going to be there. We're going to do it. You know, I talked to the band before. That was really stressful and at the time, you didn't even think about it. But having to ask the band, like honestly, man, like it's okay. It won't affect your money. Yeah, I do. You feel unsafe doing what we're
0: doing because I can't
3: have you out here. I'm responsible for you. I'm responsible right. for your being. I can't live with myself and be like I jeopardize you. You know, right? For money, like that's you know. So going from there, and everyone was like, "No, man, we're here. We're going to be. You know, if we've got it, <laughs> we probably got it." And that was at the time. You know, it was we were weren't taking it as seriously as. as as we thought, you know, uh, the five spot had just reopened and closed again yeah. because of it. You know, when I was fine at the time. I was critical, and Todd Sherwood, my friend, and,
0: and the owners of
3: the five spot here in East Nashville, and I was like, "Man, I think they closed too early. I think it's it's really." And really, he was the only one who did it right. That's awesome. And, uh, I've ours our really really paying for it. our cities. Really, really
1: paying. For it. I've really liked that they've been doing the uh, Facebook Live stuff. I mean, I I know that they're still. They're still struggling and all of that, but I I really like that they're trying to uh, you know, keep keep something going. It's it's been really enjoyable, you know, especially seeing Tim Carroll and his combo playing on Friday nights and things like that here and there.
3: Uh, well yeah, Cam that plays bass. That's the guy I'm talking about. Oh
1: really? He was
3: probably uh, yeah, Cam that plays bass with Tim Carroll. Okay. Cam, Cam Cameron Karras. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. Uh, in addition to their uh,
1: Facebook stuff. You have done a lot of really fun yet serious, uh, you know, public service announcements from your social media, both your personal page and your your, uh, professional page. And I I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's kind of helped me because, you know, at the start of it, I was working in a warehouse um, and my mom, you know like like loving mothers and grandmothers do. Um, my mom and grandma made me masks and things like that and I was like I'm not going to be the only one wearing a mask in here. Um, I'm not going to do that and then uh, you had been posting stuff about you know wear a mask and and stay safe and it's like well if he can do it then i can do it and honestly uh i i I was able to get a lot of employees on board with wearing masks i i thought i I worked with a lot of you know rednecks and uh they the first time i showed up with a mask on my face they were like what the hell is on your face and i was like it's a mask it protects you it doesn't protect me so much but i don't want to spread my germs just in case i'm sick and uh the guy was like that's cool as hell man i want one And then I started getting everybody involved and wearing masks at this warehouse because my mother and grandmother and because of your public service announcements, I had the confidence to do that. Um, Thank you. So that's that. Yeah. Well, no, thank you. Thank you. Seriously, because we need people like you who do have a platform um, to to spread, you know, that positive reinforcement kind of thing. Yeah. and and it really worked for me, and I'm sure it's affected many other people too.
3: Well, I mean that's that's the hope. It's just that man, just you know, there's such a you know, I, you know, the, if you can just you know walk the walk, yeah. Know, it's not it's not about you, you know, that kind of thing of just being like it's you know, yeah, man, it you know, we've also done some live streams singing like it's not easy, but if you practice, you can sing with that sunday on. So yeah, you're not going to be around people, you know, singing and jeopardizing them you know you know I, I, I hope i look so stupid next year <laughs> i hope i hope i look like the biggest clown and i have to do a whole campaign to kind of just you know make people take me seriously again i i best case scenario i hope that happens yeah but you know i was wrong but you know i'm not
1: yeah i mean that's you know? kind of where it's, i've been too is
3: it's, it's I
1: just it, I want to be on the right side of history, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's okay, uh, you know that that's that's fine. Yeah. I just don't want to jeopardize anybody's health. I don't want to, you know, don't want to hurt hurt my friends or Let's even strangers. We
3: could we could all do it, and we all get what we want, Absolutely. and that's it. Like you know, I, I mean, like you know, you don't want it, you know, no. you definitely don't want it, and you don't want it in your family. And no. yeah, hell, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it,
3: but i mean, I've also like the moment that there, I've been taking very, very actively taking good care of myself good. and, and, and being, you know, and really, you know, being extremely careful good. the entire time. Cause I know, you know, man, what if I, you know, on that tour, i have, I've still got to think about, man, maybe I made somebody sick. Right. And that's a heavy you burden.
2: Know, that's a heavy burden to carry.
3: That's it. No, I, I mean, like we, I didn't know. Nobody you knew. We, st- we
1: still don't know. We still don't but, know. I mean, I, mean, that, I knew
3: how thing. risky it was to not be yeah. doing what you know well I was doing then, you know, doing it now. But there was you know, you need leadership, you need somebody to tell you, you know, listen, this is serious, it's real. Do you, you know, did you ever real, visit some a... people, not others, as a failure of a leadership? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you ever visit not Perry County, de- Ohio?
3: I'm sorry. Have
1: you ever visited Perry County, Ohio?
3: That is um, that like,
1: New Lex New Lexington. Um and I'm not sure what other areas. I I actually uh played last oh what was it, Saturday, played yeah. there. Yeah. Um and our governor mandated masks as of Thursday of last or we're we're this is gonna be uh two weeks from tomorrow that this is air and so um our, our governor mandated masks Thursday of the week before last. And I went to this fair thinking that because everything around us, everybody's wearing masks, they won't let you in stores. We went to this fair to play and it was just a little acoustic thing and zero masks and just like a regular fair uh, attendance. It, it was unbelievable. Um,
2: I heard there was a truck pool going on right beside where you guys were. There playing. was a truck
1: a truck pool going on as well. they had it was it was just business as normal for a fair and you know we were wearing masks but nobody else was and and the health department yeah. tried to shut it down but well the state tried to shut it down but the health director of Perry County said no, we're not shutting it down. we're not doing masks in Perry County. And it's unbelievable to me that all of these people would put literally everybody at risk. I mean, there were 94-year-old men there not wearing masks, running around. They were having a square dance after we finished playing where I they were getting what, up close and personal with each everyone
2: other. Everyone would do something for a damn funnel cake. That's all it's about, man, that fair food. They're like, we're not going to put this on hold because we want the damn fair I'll food.
1: Right now. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> wild. Um, that's,
3: I, just, that's just scary. That's like what I had crazy weird dreams about. Yeah. Of being of like while I was sick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean I it's it's just it's it's weird because it that's only an hour from my home, you know, and and everything is like we're we're being careful here and everybody's a responsible citizen for the most part and then we go there and it's nuts. And and it's the fucking wild west. All of all of Perry County is gonna hate me. Um but it's okay. I I just I that was not cool and it really wasn't worth the money. But I've been, yeah. you know, in a, in a dire need for money, and so we, we followed through with the performance, stayed away from everybody the best we could, and then uh, got the hell out of there.
3: I mean, that's that's all you can do, man. You know, it's a gig, you be as safe as you can. Yeah,
1: I mean, if I if I made a stand but, and left, it wasn't like they're going to cancel the fair. They're not going to be like, everybody get your masks on. Ben Davis is leaving. Ben
2: Davis has left the building. Get your fucking masks
1: on. you're already there. Ben. Right.
3: You're already there. You're yep. already in danger. Yep. You know, and that's you know, and I, like I said, man, it's, it's real. As a, you know, as a musician, it's real easy to make decisions if you don't have any choices.
1: That's true. That's very true. You
3: know, just <laughs> you know, there's, there's one that you know. I mean, like you know, so try not to, to beat yourself up about that one because you didn't have a choice. Well, that was another
1: thing and my grandmother told me: just do it. She said, "They're going to act like fools whether you're there or not. Just just do what you need to do and make your money and and move on." Like, <laughs>
2: Take the money and run. Man. Well,
1: um, you said you've been playing a whole lot of guitar while you were in quarantine um, and 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 recovering. Um, did you were you able to write anything?
3: Man, I definitely like. I definitely wrote. You know, I tried to assign myself, but like the, the completion, the finishing of it is always the problem. Like in that, and that time it was really hard to kind of focus. You know, and really getting yeah. something out. You know, there'd be fits and spurts, but nothing. But I would try to work at it consistently. You know, but I've never been one to just. You know, that's really adhered to a schedule, you know, when it comes to writing stuff like that. I know when I'm feeling creative. I know when I'm, you know, I made it a point to sit down, have coffee, write, you know, first thing. Absolutely. You know, and uh, do that. But, you know, if it's not working, it's not working. You know, you can't just stare at it and beat yourself up. No. So, but lately, just in the last, like, week, week and a half, I guess, week and a half, being like, okay, my wife is getting better. You know, I feel okay. I'm not worried about this. And then, like my wife's like We we were gonna go You know It's like Well I better go get tested To make sure I'm cool You know And yeah. they were like Oh you got it Like are you serious Oh yeah Like how do you feel And that So But that was such a relief I and mean, be like well You know like It was really a big Creative boost To be like Really finish You know uh You know Three or four songs In a week Where you know Like which I'm not A fast worker Yeah You know And it's like that And I really tried to Especially being home process writing, you know, of, of learning to use uh, logic programs uh, and using it as the tape machine, and being able to, you know, to really concentrate on where the groove is on the song, where the, you know, where the beat is, yeah, where the guitar is, and, and, and primarily working on songs, and I'm finger-picking acoustic guitar and accompanying myself, but instead of using the metronome, using those, you know, the drums and logic, the sample drums. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when it comes time to mix, you know, not having those and making sure those parts stand on their own the way they groove correctly they they frame the vocal, they frame the phrasing. So that's been really really something that I've never really really had the time to. do. And now like working on, you know, songs that stand alone is just acoustic guitar and voice, maybe a little, you know, foot percussion or whatever like a, like you would when you'd see me. Yeah. play play. Uh, you know, to make those things effective and interesting songs that are on the level of, you know, the other releases and to me you know, to make sure that you're not, this isn't a, just a, a little dip or an allowance, but it's, you know, it's a continuation of canon and making sure that it is of quality and is, you know, it's a good performance because, you know, the great recordings are capturing performance. Yeah. Yes. It's, and that is a lot harder to do at home. Absolutely. You know, so a nice thing is to be able to like, you know, I'm, um, booked a little studio time at my buddy's place you know and just be like i know in a couple weeks i'm gonna be not a danger to somebody yeah absolutely <laughs> no, not in danger by being there you know i'm gonna behave responsibly I'm, you know wear a mask around other people you know just to be sure but to you know to know that like you know at least as far as science goes that i'm there's this thing and to perform and to record these songs and to, and to
1: do that you should just now do your whole album you know do the the new recordings with a mask like Kanye West did that album Where His Jaw Was Wired Shut Through the Wire, man College yeah. Dropout You could do Through the N95
3: <laughs> Wow <laughs> Somebody's
1: going to do I mean, it
3: So I've done some Like I mean the hardest Hardest singing I've ever done Like we recorded a session A couple a couple months ago With uh, the Tiger Beats uh, mm-hmm. Blues band Both side blues band uh, And uh, you know I mean we we were masked up You know all in the same room you know, I'd been tested. I believe that you know the the boys had been tested. Uh, uh, to, I was the only one that was that had any contact outside of like their pods. Yeah, and everybody stuff. But you know, the hardest thing I've ever done, I've ever recorded like was done with the mask on. Oh like, wow! You know, just hollering like yeah. like low full style, kind of really guttural. Like I mean, it's you know, really hitting it. So I'm, I'm, you know, it can be done, you know. So I mean, we're just going to adapt and we're going to do it. Absolutely. And you know, and that's, you know, that's all we can do, you know. Next week, I got, I'm, uh, I guess, when does, uh, when, when the timeline? Like, it'll probably be when this comes out, uh, releasing a single of uh, a song off my second record. Oh, right on. Uh, or bedroom that I've re-recorded. Uh, originally, the session was from, uh, was, it was in East Austin. Uh, a band called Greyhound. who uh, We have the same manager uh, and agent, and uh, and we're friends. And they're 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 a guitar organ trio, a, a really amazing instrumental, funky, funky band. They have a studio in East Austin called Bud's Recording. I went in there with the road band. We had days off, in, like on a on a run, so down to Texas. A couple of days off. That's where my manager and, and agent live, so we were able to stay there pretty cheaply. We were recorded for three days, you know, just doing. Reworking old songs from my old catalog to sort of kind of bridge the gap between the album before Ancient Noise came out and Ancient Noise. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, we'd just been sort of sitting in the can, you know, on those on those those performances, which were raw and weren't like, you know, I was just like, that's cool. You know, it was live to eight track, you know, yeah. a bunch of it, you know, or, you know, live at four track and then we have the other four tracks to overdub and stuff. And rearrangements of old songs of mine. You know things like that. Full band treatments of solo songs, uh, and then we did. You know we had a, did a cover. A friend of mine, Isaac Alexander from uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, his song uh, called One Thing. We did a cover of that, which uh, was just a rearrangement of that. Well, I took four songs, and uh, I was looking for a project to work with, with my friend Dexter Green. who's a producer. He produced Elizabeth Cook. Okay. The uh, engineer produced a great guitar player. Uh, you know he's done. I mean, I he produced a collective soul record. You know. Oh wow, okay. but he's just always been a buddy of mine, and uh, hanging out at the five spot. We always just talked, always hung out. We always go out late, you know, sometimes after the band start at the, at the corner of the five spot. That's the, you know, that's the musician hangout. So absolutely, You would always go about the same time, you know, have a couple old man beers, and you know, and being at you know, the bartender at, at, at the time passed on with our buddy Benny. Uh, you know, he was always, you know, he was always our dude. So we always had that sort of. Right, so we're like, well, man, we should work on something together this year. So we, I had him totally remix for, for the songs. We, you know, we sort of just took, tore them down to voice and drums, and uh, kind of rebuilt them again. And uh, he's so that's coming out. Um, uh, I guess that'll be out by the time this comes out.
1: What uh, um, do you have a specific four song a. A- Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that will be. What is the? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the calendar right now, pardon me. No worries. Uh, that would well, the single will be August seventh, I would think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The first signal, wasting time. That'll be uh, of, of the of the four. I think the, uh, the EP comes out in September. But we'll do the first. Uh, we'll do uh, yeah, wasting time. And the album, uh, the the EP is called Get That Feeling, Volume, volume One. Because this is kind of a nice thing. You know, we want to maybe do a continuing series. Oh, well, that's great. Imagine catalog songs. Maybe re recording some other stuff. I mean, we have a lot of stuff in the can that we could redo. You know, I mean, a lot, of, I mean, just, you know, the sessions themselves, those are really some great sessions too, where we're trying to, where it is, you know, a band in a room, you know, Sun Record style.
1: Yeah. You know,
3: track. But it's also, uh, this, this, these four songs, you know, working with Dexter, sort of having the producer like take the reins and do something a bit more modern and arranged to it has, has really been kind of exciting. So it's a big departure. I'm really excited to hear yeah. it i'm I'm excited for you guys to hear it too and then I want to follow that up with just old time finger picking yeah record. and then bam the next thing you know start yeah. on the, you know the full band thing because I mean we're gonna start touring sometime right you know cool. I, we're gonna need something to tour on I'll know? tell you
1: as soon as you're able to play the five spot again I'm gonna try to work it out to where Seth and I can come check you out there oh yeah I um,
3: fun. well as soon as like we i you know my blues band the tiger Beats, you know, we don't do anything between You know, yeah. Um, uh, I, now we are sort of writing original music, but it's oh, cool. all in in the vein of you know, we stop everything at like nineteen sixty three. All oh, right, like on. The, pa- the palette is done. You know, like all right, maybe Junior Wells, like Junior Wells and Buddy. Okay. I guess that's later That's like there. Like we'll go that that late, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, it's a real old time, real swinging. Chicago jump and and yeah, that thing. So lots of Holland Wolf, lots of Bobby Blue Gland you know, lots of Fats Domino, you know. Right,
1: I love Fats so much. Uh,
3: Greatest, like he's like Buddha. Yeah, he's just that, you know, just always so consistently great. The only thing is, it hurts my
1: feelings that they call him the fat man because he weighs 200 pounds. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I weigh a little more than that.
3: Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> right there. I'm like, it's just that, you know, you're talking about 1949.
1: Right, right. <laughs>
3: and, and also, you know, that's was 17. Right. You know, and he wasn't talking about being chunky, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's also the the 60-minute the man, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that that was... Not what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but man, that's is so great, man. I've, you know, I'm sorry you said Fats Domino because he was he was one a rock and roll star. Yeah. Two was hugely, widely known, very influential. All he ever was at um, Yep. Barrel Barrel House piano player, sang like he sang. Yep. Just deep. New Orleans as they get, like even though he's doing a Beatles song, see how they
0: wrong
3: you know, <laughs> so good. <laughs> on the greatest, the greatest, like appraising of like, what does a New Orleans person sound like? Well, here yep, you go. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes sense. You know, so that's, I mean, so yeah, so Tiger Beats. That's so we play there every Monday evening, six to eight. Such a great gig. I miss that gig yeah, so bad. I'm sure. <laughs> and that's all fun. I'm like, uh, we would drive, like we'd do weekend tour dates. And I would be like, I am not missing one of these. Right. Like, we are going to get up super early, <laughs> and do this. Well, like ten hours is the kicker. Yeah. That's it. I get that. Like that, we did ten hour to do that to go play Howlin' Wolf and. <laughs> that's incredible. Know, two hours. It was so great totally worth it every time so anyway i was on a jag there, there no the worries Tiger no beat.
1: worries um yeah. as 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 much as i hate it we are running out of time but uh um, oh right is there is there anything at all that you uh want to say to your fans or listeners hopefully we'll get you some new fans but you've got a right pretty good following you've got a great following you got better following than and us
3: love the <laughs> guy I'm a lucky guy, man, um, you know, and it's, and every, everyone counts.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Every single person, you know, that's, a, that's the thing about doing this, man, is it's all on us to turn people on. It is. You know, it, it really is. Like, you know, we're going to be, and, and man, people are going to be ready for it. That's the nice thing we got to look forward to.
2: Oh yeah, you know? people so are be stoked.
3: man. And every guitar player is gonna be so good. Yes. <laughs> that's true too. Like they're going to be just shredding. <laughs> you know? Like if you're not better a better guitar player at the end of pandemic, then you are you might want to get out of business. It is gonna be so hot. It, is, so hot. it is. Yeah. I mean just think about how cool those new, those first few live shows are gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna that's be amazing. About. We're crying our eyes out. It's going yeah. to be great. I can't wait. So, so, man, four song EP. Get that feeling. Get that thing. <laughs> so Absolutely. I should be out by the time this comes out. And uh, man, thank you, Ben, for, for dude. That thank you. It means Bamble so much endlessly.
1: Well, hopefully, you know, your, your fans will check out the show, and then Absolutely. we'll listen to the other episodes and, and check out the other artists we featured. I mean, that's really why we're doing this. This podcast is to try and spread the word about you know folks that others might not have the opportunity in their lifetime to ever hear about. And as many Indeed. paths as we can cross, you know, and and as many search tags as we can get, we might might be able to turn some people on to some stuff. And if people haven't heard of you, then they're missing out big time. I mean, yeah. I, I've enjoyed hearing you play live Likewise. so many times. I, I just – I. I It's an incredible thing. I was talking about um, one time, I I know I told you this at the Adelphia, but I was playing at uh, the the Marietta Brewing Company, and you were playing the Red, White, and Brews Festival. And you came in during my last set after you guys had finished, and the energy of the whole room just changed immediately. As soon as you guys walked in, it was a party. And I felt great. Like, I didn't even recognize you until – uh, I was talking about being, living in Pomeroy, and you're like, I love Pomeroy, and then I immediately saw your face, I was like, oh my god, this is Pat Sweeney, <laughs> but you, you, it's, it's just a, <laughs> oh, man, a good that's thing, so sweet. yeah, well, yeah, I mean, man, it, I, it was a honor. great time, well, pe- people honor. ended up like, breaking glasses and shit that night, it was a lot of fun, <laughs> but man, we, we love you so much, thank you so much for being on the I show, love. and...
2: Pat, I got one question before you leave. We, before we go, it's, it. it's a yes or no. Sour sour cream, yes or no?
3: Man, like the taste. Lactose intolerant, so no. I, I'm
2: lactose intolerant too, but I love it.
1: I I'm against sour cream entirely, and uh, I'm just going to say that you're. I'm going to count you as a no. Is that all right? It's a
3: no. I mean Woo! I don't need it.
1: Thank heavens.
3: It's a, yeah. Well, I mean, it it hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes Sometimes I get it, I get it's it. It's worth I don't pain. smack my head with
3: a rake either. That's also, <laughs> you know why? Do you not eat cheese? Not a, not, not a ton. You know, pretty aged cheeses, stuff yeah. like that. It's milder than it was. Yeah. Now, that is something. But, I mean, as far as cream in my coffee, oh, hell no.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: I get that. Uh, uh,
1: well, man, That's thank it. you so much. Please, you, uh, please, you man, know, send, you. send love to your wife from us and, and, and you know. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry that you guys both went through what you did, but I'm yeah. glad that you're able to we're speak about people it. People on Earth, talk to you soon. All right, take care, bud. All right, bye, bye, bye. And that was Pat Sweeney, good old Pat Sweeney. That was a good long interview there. Well, you know, sometimes some people have a lot more to say, and that's I really right. enjoy that. Yeah, that's. Uh... I feel like we're we're breaking into the podcast world by expanding our time limit.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, this is nearly double. It, yeah, it's, it was a long one, but it was good. It was full of a lot of good stories. He had a lot of stuff to say. He was funny. Kept my attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's very, very down-to-earth and very talented. Please, please listen listen to his music. I mean, we are going to share everything on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our personal Facebook pages. Just Just give him a listen, you know, and you heard up and down at the beginning. We're going to close out the show with Them Shoes, which is another one of my favorite songs by Pat. We really appreciate you having you know, this experience with us, sharing this experience uh, here at the Dirt Poor Podcast. I am the
2: Dirt Poor Troubadour Ben Davis Jr. And I am Seth. I don't remember what my nickname was at the beginning of the podcast. Comer. Sweaty. Sweaty Seth Colmer.
1: Here we are with Them Shoes by Patrick Sweeney from the Our Vinyl Sessions.
0: All my love's gone wrong My mind is focused on These past and gone Where I have no control My mind should be the way Most people say That I should just move on Yeah, it used to be I used to see But now no more No more living in a fast life and a past life too well it's the kind of thing that catches up to you and i guess you just believe that it's a thing to do so here's a little feedback gotta wear your shoes. It would be easy Sometimes it's hard to do Love like isn't like the TV See the cold hard truth And the things you see in movies it's Don't come true So here's a little feedback Gotta wear y'all.